Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Play it, Jimmy. Jimi Hendrix. The Electric Guitar is nominated by Vernon Reed to kick off our Greatest American Innovation series. The Electric Guitar is at the intersection of art, technology, and culture. It's also created something completely new in all of those places the Electric Guitar has. Well, this crowded intersection is where our next guests have found parking spaces. Storm Gluer and Benham Plum are both part of the Department of Music and Entertainment Industry Studies at the University of Colorado right here in Denver. Between the two of them, they have more than 20 years' experience in the music industry. And if you add my 30 years or so in the news business, we've got 50 years of experience in media right here at this table. Welcome to The Takeaway. Thanks for having us. So let's talk, first of all, about why the electric guitar is actually a plausible entrant in this Greatest Innovation series. Because I I at first thought, no, no, that's ridiculous. But actually, it started out as a let's solve the amplification problem of guitars, and it changed everything else. That's the way innovation works, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think this works? Do you think this is a a good – I mean, how do you see – one change having this ripple effect, and how do you study that sort of thing? I, I like to look back at um, <laughs> when Dylan went electric at the Newport Folk Festival. Um, the crowd actually booed him. and <clears throat> But from that point, people started following in Dylan's um, lead. And you see that even in, in the movie about Johnny Cash, where, where Cash says he wants to go and make a record at a prison, and his – and. The record label is telling him, everybody's gone electric. Dylan's gone electric. You can't go make an acoustic record there. But it's funny because that has, has really changed the entire culture of music when people followed in that step because he was such a great songwriter. And me coming from the publishing and, and songwriting point of view, um, that really changed things when Dylan did that. And even though the crowd didn't like it in the beginning, looking back, Dylan said it was the right thing to do. It also changed guitar technique mm-hmm. and the way that you could take an entire band with you in one case, mm-hmm. um, which changed performance practice in many, many ways. It, at the University of Colorado, where you study, it, it's finding these kinds of combinations and intersections. That's really what you do. Oh, certainly, certainly. And even when we look at uh, a history from the broad standpoint of how technology has has disrupted and changed the music business so much. Uh, you can look at several periods in time where um, we have we have we have changed the delivery of music, but yet the creation of it has stayed pretty static. You know, it still comes down to the talent and and the the uh, musicianship all behind it. But uh, we we focus on not only the changes that occur in the creation of music, but how it's affected by technology, you know, especially. And and Benham and I both uh, teach courses in which we can talk about uh, something that's happening in the music business at perhaps the beginning of the semester, and that may totally change even by the end of it. Absolutely. <laughs> Would you say the access to that creativity, the the creative element, more people are able to do creative music creation because of the technology that that's the nature of the innovation on some level? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's 
one of the big things is it's removed some of the barriers to entry for people um, and the way that people can, um, you know, basically afford a, a guitar plus some music equipment. And if they've got the right team, they can make a hit record in their basement if they know what they're doing. And, and so that has removed the barriers to entry because back in the day, if we're talking, you know, in the 60s and Dylan and people like that, they had to go into a legit studio and, and you know, get funding to do that. But now if, if you, you know, work hard and you save up your money, you can afford to basically build your own studio. And, and that has removed a lot of barriers to entry for people from our production point of view, too. And created the pop music scene in Africa, for oh, yeah. instance. <laughs> yes. yes. You can't imagine it without the electric guitar. Right. Uh, yeah. And all the studios that are in you know, garages in Ghana and uh, uh, Ivory Coast and, and all those places that produce yes, records. Yes, absolutely. And, and you can also look at it from the consumer side. Uh, a person now has access to music they may not have had any access to previously. Mm-hmm. I joke to my students at the University of Colorado Denver that that uh, a fan of Hungarian disco can now find their <laughs> their music and their fellow fans, you know, through the technology we have right. now. That's and right. not only that, the Hungarian disco artist can find that group. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and as Benham said, from his own basement, mm-hmm. from his or her own basement. <laughs> Which is Looking for Sugar Man, the story, that oh, great, great fantastic uh, film about mm-hmm. a community of listeners in South Africa connecting yes. with a yes. forgotten musician in the United States, impossible but for exactly mm-hmm. the innovations you're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. <laughs> um, yes. the, uh, I remember when I was you know, in college – and we had um, a gigantic stereo. It wasn't mine. It was my roommate's. They, it, it went to the ceiling. Um, and we made an enormous amount of noise and, and probably reduced the grade point average of some people <laughs> on the floor below us. I went back to that same place at the University of Chicago. And in that room is giant computer stuff, which mm-hmm. indicates the change of technology. But I remember one of my roommates used to always say he, he didn't play an instrument but he played the stereo. You know, mm-hmm. that was his mm-hmm. instrument. And I thought, oh, that's kind of a you know, stoner thing to say. But in <laughs> fact, there was something to that. I mean, mm-hmm. people play their musical equipment in the creation of playlists. And, and that's, that's a part of musical creativity that never existed before. Mm-hmm. And innovation. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, it's the mixtape on steroids. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Where is this headed? Before we go, where do you think? In music and elsewhere? What's your most exciting thing to study right now before we go? Well, I think the idea that we're shifting to a streaming economy in music is exciting yet worrisome. Uh, And uh, Benham teaches classes in music publishing and and understanding how we're going to make that economic model work and keep musicians creating is still to be determined. But I think it's exciting that... uh, um, it, it's just one further step in the unbundling of the old concept of the album. And now, uh, as you say, people can make their own playlists and, and, and carry it with them wherever they go and have it accessible uh, from every you know, moment, uh, every waking moment. Um, and I think that's very exciting, again, from a consumer standpoint. But we've got to work out the economics to keep it going. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's shifting from a model from it's access versus ownership because we used to just go to the record store and buy a record. But now we can access it wherever we want. But then on the other side of the coin, this is what we love to talk about in our classes, Adele just sold 7.5 million records in six weeks with no streaming whatsoever. So if you have a great record – 
people are still going to buy it, but it is this argument of access versus ownership. And then there's Taylor, and then there's Bowie, who right. outdid mm-hmm. Adele uh, <laughs> yes, by exactly. passing away. I mean, it's it's really, really amazing. Yeah. Well, yes. thanks uh, to both of you for, for being here. What do we call your your uh, your department, your, your Storm Glor Associate Professor of Music and Entertainment Industry Studies at University of Colorado Denver, and you're an assistant professor of the same thing. What's the the whole department that you're in? Well, uh, th- that is part of the College of Arts and Media, and uh, that's had- an innovation all by itself. Thanks mm-hmm. so much for mm-hmm. being here, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you.